Sacred Pause with Jessica Winderl. All right, welcome back everybody to the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm Jessica, the host, and today I have two awesome guests, and these are the women who are the bloggers behind Radical Broccoli. So thank you ladies for being here. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. We're so excited. Good, good. Yeah, and please introduce yourself. So my name is Annette. I am 28 now, <laughs> and I am one, well, the big sister in uh, Radical Broccoli. Hmm. And my name is Suzanne, and I'm 26, and uh, everyone thinks we're twins. Almost everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're sisters. We work together. Uh, we have a blog, a podcast. Now we're writing a book, actually. And um, what else? Social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trying to inspire people on living more eco-friendly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's why I wanted to invite you guys on this podcast and chat with you. Um, I know you a little bit through yoga. You've been, in the past, yoga students of mine. Mm -hmm. And everything that you do in your blog and social media and now your upcoming book, which I'll talk about more, is geared towards um, how to live an eco-friendly lifestyle and really focusing on sustainability across every area of your life, from mm -hmm. food to how you um, travel to the clothes that you wear, the products that you buy. And there's a couple of things that are super cool about this. Um, one of them is, of course, that that's the very first part of a yoga practice, ahimsa, non-harming or non-violence. And how do we learn to um, have a lesser impact in terms of our consumerism and consumption? And that's an important part of a yoga practice. Mm. And then the second thing that's super cool is um, especially geared towards the local community. So we're all in Oslo. And in Norway, I think we can all agree we're finally maybe starting to see a little bit more of an interest um, in these sustainable practices. And we're starting to see that more in vegan food, vegetarian restaurant options, um, more people kind of talking about these things, where maybe in the past in Norway, it wasn't so much of a concern. So um, how'd you guys get started? Like, what was the inspiration behind making these changes in your life? Well, that's a very good uh, question. Uh, <laughs> we started around, I think it's four years ago. And for me, it came out of the blue. I wasn't interested in uh, anything to do about the environment. I mean, I knew about it, but I didn't think it really had anything to do with me. Mm -hmm. I didn't really think about it in my everyday life, about my choices. But then I was uh, studying in London and it was a very hectic time. I was super stressed and I just started to feel very unwell. Mm. And over the course of time, I didn't really get any help. So I started Googling and trying to figure out how I could um, sort of heal myself. And then this whole world just opened about food and how much it actually um, matters what we put in our bodies and on our bodies mm. and stress has something to do with how we feel. I mean, it was just an epiphany for me. And after a while, I also started reading about how much this has to do with uh, the environment. So it was kind of like a aha moment where I realized that uh, the things that are good for us are actually also good for the planet. 
So it was just like, whoa, everybody needs to know this. Yeah. And we didn't really understand why, why people didn't know and why they didn't see the connection. And at first we started out like a bit uh, kind of angry. Yeah. It was a passive aggressive way of blogging, you know, like. So you started your blog four years ago? Yeah, we started it uh, the first time in 2015. Yes. And then we just, it was just food, just recipes. Um, But we were a bit too embarrassed to kind of promote it. Mm -hmm. So we just had it like a hobby, like a way to just get all the thoughts down on paper. And uh, I mean, you know, hoping that someone would find it, but still dying of like shame (laughs) if anyone (laughs) would find it. So it's so strange. Yeah. Well, I think that's going off topic just for a second. I think that's a really common problem yeah. um, that a lot of people have. I mean, I certainly have struggled with that too. And yeah. when it's something that's so personal and it's, you're not working for a company, you're working for yourself and you're, it's a passion project. Yeah. That's how a lot of these things start for us. And then along the way, maybe they develop into something more mm-hmm. where we actually can create a career or start to make some money off it and live off of whatever that passion is. But I totally feel yeah. <laughs> that it's scary to put yourself out there and be like, oh my God, okay, well, what if, what if nobody finds this? But then you're like, but what if somebody does find it? Yeah, and it's exactly. this back and forth where you're like, you don't know what you want, but then you kind of do know what you want. Yeah. And it's so funny because I think the shameful part was actually that we felt like this was a hidden part uh, kind of of us because you Annette was studying war studies you know really serious writing her dissertation on uh, atomic weapons and nuclear weapons. nuclear weapons Sorry. <laughs> uh, trying to do a direct translation there and I was studying economics so it was just very different from you know eco-friendly veganism all of that and still since while we were getting into it it's yeah you don't have all the information and as I said, we're a bit like passive aggressive. So that's when we started. And then we actually had, we took it down again mm. um, because of all of this. And because it was just like a workload that we didn't foresee. Mm. Uh, and then we started again, like maybe one year ago yeah. now. And then that's when we decided to do it like all the way full time, be proud of it, like really go into it. And, yeah. and I think also... Uh, we changed a lot uh, during that time that we didn't have it. So now it doesn't feel embarrassing yeah. at all. It's like all of a sudden it's very, we, you're more proud of your work and mm. maybe we've matured. We're not so angry, <laughs> but yeah. it's more like we can understand that uh, to talk about this topic, you can't scare people away. You have to, you know, everybody makes mistake. I don't want to judge anybody yeah. for what they're doing. I just want to be an inspiration. You and, can't shame uh, people. No, <laughs> that's really important. And as you said, also Norway, Oslo is evolving. So things have changed here too. It's not yeah. just us. No. <laughs> so maybe it's more open to, I don't know, receiving the information. Yeah. Well, and I think people are looking for this information now in a way they haven't in the past. Yeah. And I would, I would say that's also true in the yoga community here in Norway and Scandinavia, where it's also evolving pretty quickly mm. and more and more people are coming to the practice and more and more people are noticing a difference in themselves for the better when yeah. they have a sustained yoga practice. And along with that, of course, comes the ahimsa or comes these questions like, how can I do better? How can I live my life 
that's uh, less about the consumerism, less about negative impacts on myself, my community, my family, the environment. And I think it just goes hand in hand yeah. together. And so it's super exciting. I think being in Oslo right now is a really cool time for these conversations to take place. Yeah, mm. for sure. And also in our, well, we have a company and we define like our main rule is that we have to take care of ourselves first in order to be able to do our job and serve others. And that also goes very good together with yoga. Like you have to take the time to realize how am I doing? Uh, am I too stressed? Could I do anything different? And then you have the energy to give uh, to others. And I think that, yeah, it really, it goes hand in hand in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And the actual physical part of yoga, like yoga and meditation practice, actually sitting down on the mat is part of what stresses us down and takes it down and actually is what takes care of us again mm. so it's a whole full circle yeah <laughs> sort of i know it's without me knowing about ahimsa or anything of that i i really didn't know yeah. so it's very interesting <laughs> well and i think all of these practices are i think connecting us back to a very um, pure part within all of us that mm. I believe that at our core, all of us are good people and yeah. we want to be helpful. We want to be part of society. We want to be productive rather than being a drain on the system. Yeah. And so when we start to find ways small, of course, and then you start getting bigger and bigger, um, to change your lifestyle and to change the impact you have on your community around you. I think most people want to do that. Yeah. And we just don't know how. We've never been taught. We've never been educated. Mm. And so that's a small part of what I do. And it's what you guys do. Um, I want to talk about your book for a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys were like crunched up on a deadline today. You guys are furiously working on edits and stuff. Um, but what can you tell us about your book? What's, can you tell us what it's called yet or no? Uh, we haven't gone official with it, have we? No, not yet. If you can't say it, that's fine. You can just tell us the gist of the book. Yeah, so we're so excited because finally we feel like we've been gathering all the tips that we have kind of sent out in messages, on Instagram, through our blog, through emails, through conversations for years. So now we have um, kind of divided the book into different parts of your lifestyle. So it touches upon what we eat which is for us the most important because it actually is what impacts the environment the most mm -hmm. of what we do. Because you guys are both vegan, right? Yeah. yeah. But we're not uh, telling everybody to become vegan. So no, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a very good thing to do for the planet as well. <laughs> yeah, and for your health. And for your health. And for the animals. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a part about food, uh, some recipes, some really yummy plant-based recipes. And then we have uh, like how we changed our wardrobes for our greener one. Not saying that we threw it all out and then bought lots of uh, sustainable clothes, but like the whole process of getting to know how to buy more secondhand clothes and all that. And then we have a part about uh, like organic, natural, greener cosmetics mm -hmm. and uh, skincare. Uh, of course, a bit about transportation and maybe how you can do like a staycation in your hometown instead of flying uh, which we want to get to more <laughs> into ourselves and what what am I missing here plastic plastic yes of course 
So a whole chapter on plastic. Yeah, and the whole point is to make it, uh, it's easy things you can do. Like everybody can do it. You don't have to buy lots of things and it's, uh, it's not very time consuming, but we want you to sort of ease into it and uh, have fun with it over time. Yeah, and yeah. find like the area that you want to focus on the most. Maybe it's only one area and then maybe you want to expand. So that's why we divided it that way and... Yeah, trying to give lots of helpful tips. For now, it's in Norwegian mm. and it's going to be about like places you can go to in Norway, of course. <gasps> Amazing! Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's but like we're... like go-to guide. Yeah, yeah, that's what we hope it's going to be. And I mean, we, we have some information on uh, like meat production and how it's damaging the environment, but we tried to not make it too heavy so that we can focus more on the positive, inspiring tips. Yeah. That's awesome. So we're really excited. And <laughs> stores in March, right? Yeah. People can buy it. 27th of March. It's going to be in stores. Yay. And we're working on the pre-sales now. So yeah. a date will be out very soon. And you'll announce all that stuff on your website too, right? Before yeah. Hand. Yeah, for sure. And on Instagram. Yeah. So we're most active on Instagram. That's where you find the freshest info, <laughs> I guess. Great. Yeah. So cool. Mm. So I know you're like right now in the middle of like book land and mm. really focused on that. <laughs> What's going to happen after the book? Oh, we're, yeah, there's a lot of cool things going on. Um, we do some of the ways we make money in our company is to uh, work with different types of companies. And usually it's companies that maybe they're not green uh, or environmental friendly from before but they want to be and they want to understand how they can communicate that in an easy way hmm. and so we're working with some really cool companies and uh, yeah what else are we doing hopefully blogging a lot more than we're doing now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't know getting back to the core of the of the business yeah we have some plans yeah but um, <laughs> not many are like set yeah. right now and also we do a couple of speaking uh, engagements uh, yeah. where we get to talk a little bit about the environment and uh, yeah, mm. a lot of cool jobs. Well, because I know you guys recently were on a panel with H&M yeah. talking with them about mm. how fast fashion could perhaps start incorporating some more sustainable practices yeah. into what they're doing. How did that go? What was the outcome of that? Wow, that was so exciting <laughs> because... H&M actually invited us. So we felt like... Uh, I was very happy because they were so open. Um, and they were really welcoming and answered all the questions that we took in from our Instagram. And yeah, it was it was a good event. But I mean, uh, the, main <laughs> the main question that I had was if... I mean, no matter what you do with all the materials, with the recycling and all of this... Can you ever be sustainable with being like with being in the fast fashion business? Yeah, and or the cycle is every six weeks. Yeah, and that's the whole thing is like you're producing too much clothes yeah. for way too cheap price, and we don't need all of that. So, I mean, that's that was the outcome for us and for all the people who I think viewed it through our channels. So mm -hmm. we were happy that we could kind of uh, how do you say facilitate the talk. And yeah. also let people come with their questions uh, through our Instagram and then, mm -hmm. yeah, H&M answered them. Yeah. But it was very interesting. 
But I... Uh, we learned a lot. We learned a lot, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm still not shopping in H&M. Yeah. One of the things I heard... and Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> No, I mean, I think you've started or you were part of the conversation. And I think mm. that's the first step to change. And, yeah. you know, we can't be unrealistic and expect that one conversation is going to change an industry. No. You have to start somewhere. So, I mean, I don't think you should apologize. Like, it's no. not... You know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, one of the things I heard, and I don't know if this came up at all in your conversations with H&M... Um, I heard this from a student of mine where she had been on an advisory board or something where in Norway, Mm. um, the fast fashion chains are required to have an extra like number on the clothes that shows the factory that the clothes were made in, in in Indonesia or wherever, in in Asia, wherever that was. Um, And that was one of the things that the Norwegian government was requiring in order to help um, stop child labor and mm. um, unfair wages. And I have never heard of anything like that before. But mm. um, my student was really clear, like, no, I was on that board. Like, this is the thing. If you mm. go to H&M, if you go to Big Bok or I don't know what the chains are, because yeah. you know, I don't really shop there, um, you should be able to see that. And I was like, well, that'd be cool if it's true. Have you heard anything like that? I never heard of that, actually. And it's no. weird if... Uh, if it's like a big thing and that didn't come up in all yeah. these conversations. Because we talked a lot about uh, the conditions in the factories yeah. and what they've done with it. That was the main question, I think, from people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they still have a very bad reputation when it comes to this. Yeah. So um, maybe that's something they plan on doing in yeah. the future. Because yeah, right so. now, that's not a... Hmm. As far as we know, and as far as... I think H&M would have highlighted that. Yeah, we added. think they would yeah. like, banner that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put it out. <laughs> It'd be something to be really proud of. But yeah, for well, maybe, sure. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe the in the future. From is maybe, yeah, something coming down the pipeline. That yeah. would be really good, though. Yeah, it would be very Transparency good. Transparency is always a good idea. <laughs> for sure. And I have to say that H&M have become, or at least to say they've become more transparent about everything they do. And that, you know, they told us that uh, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't be able to read the files and, you know, it mm-hmm. was like that. They now were, they're, yeah. it's just, everything is open. Everything is supposed to be very transparent. Hmm. So who knows? Hopefully it's moving in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we can, we can have that optimism and that hope. And yeah. Yeah. Um, again, too, I think there's a critical mass that has to be reached for there to be real change. And that critical mass starts with you guys or with me or other people here in Oslo and in Norway mm-hmm. who are now asking from the consumer side of things yeah. like, okay, well, where, where can we get plant-based food? Mm-hmm. Where can we find sustainable clothing options? Yeah. And I will say one thing I love about Norway, as opposed to the U S for example, is um, I think the public transportation is so much better like, mm. where I lived in the States in the West there's not really anything like it. We have buses, mm. but I can honestly say I never took a bus no, because they're so inconvenient. They yeah. take so long. And here it's great. Like I live, you know, outside of Oslo and yeah. I take the train in every day. Mm. It's awesome. It's yeah. so funny because people are complaining <laughs> so much about the public transportation here yeah, in Oslo. I mean, it's, there's always room for improvement, sure. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, but people are really hating on it. Yeah. Like but it's, it's too expensive. It's too slow. It's this and that, but. I'm, I agree with you. I love the public transportation system here in Oslo. It's really good. You can mm. even take, like, if you have the monthly ticket, yeah. you can even take the boats yeah. to go out to the small islands. It's so cool. I, and you don't pay. It's like... Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> I, I just found that out this summer, like at the end of the summer after, cause I have my monthly pass and, and I was so disappointed. I was like, Oh, I could have been going know. all the time. And now I know that. And I'm like, that's so rad that yeah. your pass is for the train, the subway, the tram, the boat. Yeah. And the bus. And the bus. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're even making an app where you can buy one ticket if you're going to like Fredrikstad. Yeah. And then you have to take like the train here and then a bigger train there. You know, you can ha- keep everything on one ticket yeah. before you had to buy like from different uh, places. So they're making it easier uh, every day. Mm. And actually the NSB, one of the companies behind uh, the public transport, uh, they are making an app for electric cars. So they just launched that now. I think they're still like trying it out, but all over Oslo now you have electric cars parked and you open them with your app and you rent a car and you pay five kroners per minute and then you can just hmm. yeah drive around yeah it's like it's like the city bike yeah but with a car <laughs> i know um the city i was living in before in park city utah they we had a pilot program to do the same thing where mm. it was the car an electric car exchange and same thing like you have to when you sign up, you show that you have your car insurance and your driver's license and all that stuff. And you put a credit card down. So if you (laughs) do something, they can find you and make you pay for it. Um, and I think that's really creative, you know, that people are starting to think outside the box. Yeah. And one thing that's cool, I just saw this the other day at at Ushlo S said something about Oslo is the, uh, for this year, it's the green city. And yeah. What do you guys know about that? Or are you doing anything in relation to that or are there going to be um, events or what what does it mean like is there anything behind it or is it just a title for the year so i think they won this title this yeah. year we were also was awarded the title of eco-friendly city of europe yeah and it doesn't mean we are the best in europe but yeah. it means this it's a great opportunity to become like leading uh, city mm-hmm. to be one of the greenest mm. and so there's going to be a lot of focus on it this year uh and it's um it's it's a lot of events all around uh, Oslo. Yeah, they already started with some events. Mm-hmm. They started with a awareness concert right before the end of uh, 2018. They had a a concert in on the top of a hill mm-hmm. with yeah, lots of lights mm-hmm. and everything. And then um I know that they also have uh, appointed some ambassadors. So, and one thing that I thought was really cool was that they are thinking also about food in connection to the environment. So one of the ambassadors is a food blogger, for example, and that would never have happened like a vegan food blogger. And that would never have happened three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. But uh, uh, as far as I know, we're not doing anything specific with it yet. Let's see. Let's yeah. hope. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope that we can contribute. Yeah. 2019. A lot of energy, which is super sure. exciting. A lot of people I've talked to are like, yes, finally, a new year. Yeah, Yay. I feel yeah. like this is a good year. But I also, I just have to mention uh, another really good thing about Oslo and Norway, and I think we have to appreciate it more, is that us as consumers, like we really have the power to change the city. Mm. Yes. And you can see that now that more people are concerned about us thinking about their environment, thinking about food, taking care of themselves, like it's changing so much. Yeah. And I think we're just so lucky to be so close to 
people we buy things from and like it's changing really fast once we demand it yeah kind of. <laughs> and people shouldn't forget the impact they have even at the grocery store yeah you can ask we always ask for for example do you have more of the organic oranges where, where did they go and then next week they're back yeah so you can actually do that mm. and do the same thing every time you pay for something you give a vote to the fact that that's what you want to see more of So it's really important for everyone to remember that. And don't feel like you're only one small person of many. You are, but you have an impact too. (laughs) And you inspire others to do the same. So it's, yeah. Yeah, but I think it does come back to that education piece too. Like we have to know what to ask for before we can ask for it. Mm -hmm. And that's certainly one thing I care a lot about. um, Beauty care and skincare products. And all natural, green, organic. And there's a lot of misinformation about those those products also due to greenwashing, false, yeah, greenwashing yeah. false advertising. And it's really, that is one thing that um, I find a little challenging in Norway is um, the import laws are so strict. Mm. And I think there have not been as many people asking for these things. And so it's really hard to find. I mean, there's a couple yeah. of brands out there, of course, and there's um, a couple of Norwegian brands that started here. But like even going to like Life, for example, mm-hmm. which many people think of or, or um, Helios as being like, you know, the best, like that's the natural store. Mm-hmm. And if you read the backs of the ingredients of the stuff, like I don't buy a single thing at Life because it's, in my opinion, it's still fake synthetic chemical. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people think they're making a good choice when they're voting with their dollar, well, mm-hmm. their kroner. <laughs> and and yet maybe they just haven't done enough research or they don't know enough about, yeah. okay, what is a good product when you go into life or you go into the grocery store? And I think that's the tricky part. Do you guys on your blog, do you have any like lists of things that people should be looking for? We don't have it on our blog yet, but we're, this has been a big part of the book, doing all the research on, you know, yeah. all the chemical additives that we don't want and what all the labels mean like what's vegan what's cruelty free organic mm, natural <laughs> natural there are so many labels you can just put on and even if you just make the box really green it looks like a natural product oh, yeah. you know yeah so it's funny that you say i mean yes the import laws in norway are so strict that there are many products that we can't have here which is good and bad i mean the, lots of the products with all the nasties in it you can't import them but it also means that maybe uh, natural ingredients that we don't know about yet in Norway, you can't have those either. Yeah. So it's it would be really smart of us making a guide towards actually reading the labels because it's so yeah. hard. Mm. Yeah, no, it is. And it's that's something that I've spent a lot of time over the years mm. looking at and educating myself about. And even like, um, you know, for example, the brand um, Jason or Jason. Mm. I don't know. It's a Swedish, I think it's a Swedish brand. Yeah. And yeah. you see it in the natural health food stores and everyone's like, oh, this is such a good brand. It's expensive. It says it's all natural. Mm. I'll take this one. Mm. And you read the back of it and it's the same thing. It's like, okay, well, I might as well just buy the body wash from the Ramatusen. Yeah. It's basically, they just made it look prettier. Yeah. And, you know, so I think that's where that education piece comes in. And I think you guys have a real platform mm. to be sharing that information and educating people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, more, yeah, 
it's really a lot about reading the ingredients and if there's a lot of things in there that you don't understand then you probably don't want it on your body yeah yeah i i remember i read once that uh the shorter the ingredients list and the like more stuff you recognize the better yeah Mm. as a rule of thumb but then of course moderations to that yeah but there are some apps you can use also to scan products to search for products if they're harmful like the environmental working group skincare guide i think it's called Mm. and then there's also beat the microbead so that you really Mm. make sure you don't buy skincare with the microplastic in it or small plastic bites yeah because that also uh, what you use on your body and in your face, you flush it down and it goes into the ocean. Yeah. So really need to remember that, mm. you know. And the... then you have one called Think Dirty. Mm. There are some apps out there that yeah. you can use. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. It's so helpful. Yeah. And it's also really tricky with sunscreen, actually. Yeah. Sunscreens. Sunscreen and deodorant. Those are hard ones. Yeah. I heard that Hawaii now banned uh, a lot of sunscreens that are bad for the, for the, what's it called? The reef. The reefs. reefs. Yes. So now it's not allowed to use the Hawaiian tropic in Hawaii. Mm. So it's kind of ironic. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. But in sunscreen, I remember the name that you're supposed to look for and it's oxybenzone. Yeah. And uh, what you call it? Derivatives of that product. So... But that's not something people in Norway are thinking about at all. Yeah. So even uh, in the, yeah, as you say, in life and in these shops and in the pharmacy, in the natural department, you will find the most toxic sunscreens. Yeah. But they're not maybe toxic for us. Maybe they can be natural for us, but toxic for the coral reefs. So it's complicated, but... Yeah, well, we don't live in Hawaii, but if we still think about it, you know, we take a shower, it washes down the drain, it goes through our systems... And somewhere it ends up in the fjords. Yeah. And then it impacts our fish. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot of problems, you know, you guys don't eat fish. I do. But there's a lot of problems with the fish in our local region. Yeah. And the toxins that they've been taking in, which we now consume as humans when we eat that fish. Mm. And so thinking a few steps beyond or down the chain, I think yeah. is also an important part of sustainability and ahimsa and nonviolence and non-harming. It's like we get so focused on just our little microcosm of our life. Mm. Like, oh, okay, well, today it was really good. I used my um, glass water bottle. I didn't buy a plastic disposable water bottle at the train station. Yeah. And you give yourself a pat on the back. You're like, mm. I made a good choice. Yes. Yes, you did. But we also have to think much larger than that about yeah. how our actions impact uh, on, a, on a bigger scale. Yeah. But, for sure. I mean, but then we have the argument, well, you have to start somewhere. You have to start small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't change the world overnight. No, of course um, not. And of course, we only can control what we do mm. anyways. But so there's like a lot of back and forth. And yeah, there is. I mean, a lot of what we're talking about, too, is ethics. Mm. And that sometimes gets really, really gray mm. when people don't want to think about their impact. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Yes, definitely. It's very remember it really well yeah and it's very like delicate because at the one hand you really want to scream like you know what time's out we we have to (laughs) it's not like a choice anymore but then at the other hand you don't want to scare away people from even trying at all yeah so it's not supposed to be stressful no and that's one thing that we keep repeating again and again and again like do it (laughs) <laughs> trying to find the balance between guys come on do it fast but do it in your own time and find your area so yeah. I don't know 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yelling at you, but I'm kind of yelling yeah. at you. Yeah. <laughs> and strict get your together. Yeah. In the nicest possible way. Yeah. In a really slow meditative way. <laughs> so what about um, fashion? Because I know that's a lot of what you guys do also. Mm. What are some of your favorite tips to bringing more sustainability into your wardrobe? Mm. Um, well, that's personally, it's changed a lot over the past year. So it was sort of the last area of my life I, I, uh, changed for me. It was kind of, I don't know. It, it felt like a mountain that I, I didn't want to climb, but then I did. <laughs> yeah. And it started about with learning, of course, more about the fashion industry. And I, I wasn't the person who shopped at H&M every week, but when I was a student, it was very easy for me to go in these fast food stores, and now stores, fast, fast food, food. <laughs> fast fashion stores and buy something for every event, you yeah. know, because it was just much easier and cheaper and everybody did it. Yeah. But then you sort of, you f I don't know, you get this feeling that this is not good. Um, It's just bad energy. Yeah. And so I had to figure out, like, how do I do this transition in a sort of easy and doable way? Like, I have to actually do it. And so and sustain it. Yeah. So it started with cleaning. So you have to, like, organize your closet. It's yeah. a very, very good first step. And just take everything out and see what you actually have and what you use. What can you repair? Yeah. What can you give away? And what do you love? Keep the things you love. And then uh, when you uh, start having an organized closet, it's it's much easier to say no to give uh, to buying a lot of you know crap into your closet again because you want to keep it organized. So it's all about um, reducing, not buying so much. And after that, maybe you need some new clothes. You have to start thinking about well, what do you want to bring in? So there's like two options. One is buying secondhand, which I've absolutely fall in love with it's so much more fun like yeah. you can be super creative and still be fashionable you don't have to look like a grandma <laughs> that's you can that's you wanna. <laughs> actually that's the style now so yeah a lot of grandma like clothes. i do I, i do look like a grandma <laughs> but also if you want to buy new clothes like you have to uh look at the material yeah yeah so it's not about again it's not like quitting shopping Forever. You I mean, can it's do that too. amazing if you stop shopping. <laughs> But if you want to take like um, baby steps, then start saying no. Start thinking about uh, what type of material you buy and really start playing with secondhand clothes because, yeah. yeah, I promise it's a lot of fun. Mm. What do you say? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm sitting here now in my secondhand blouse and I just love the pieces because they feel like they had a whole life before you. And then you kind of get to take them on for a second or maybe third ride. Yeah. It's so cool. And, uh, but a big tip in, in secondhand shopping is also to look for materials. Yeah. Because uh, you want them to last as well. So just, I mean, the first times that I went to secondhand stores, I was overwhelmed. I was like, I can, crap you can never here. find anything in here yeah. and I need three, four hours and <laughs> try everything on. Mm. And then you kind of get into it, like it becomes more of a treasure hunt mm. and you know which pieces to look for, you know what materials to look for. And yeah, of course you need a little bit extra time because you need to try it. The sizes won't be the same sizes that you find in other shops. Yeah. So the size, the scales may have changed. Mm. So try, especially jeans. 
Mm. Try them on. Yeah. And uh, and maybe if you want to take it even further, you can redo some of the pieces mm. and make them completely your own. Yeah. But I have to say, like, one of the best feelings and biggest epiphanies is, like, how much better I have it when I don't feel like I need a lot of things. Yeah. Mm. It's just, like, it makes this weight go off your shoulders. It's so... I don't know. It's much, much better life. Huge relief. Yeah. Just not being attached to all the material stuff. Yeah. Just thinking that, okay, if I gave away all my clothes tomorrow, I would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also another part of the yoga practice, paragraha, the non-grasping or the non-hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> and and keeping the things that you really love, keeping them, just having less of them. Yeah. 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 And, and you will also take better care of them. Yeah. Because you know every piece. Yeah. It's such a big change for me. Yeah. Mm. And you're also keeping your home cleaner because like you said, then you don't have to, you're not feeling overwhelmed by the clutter or like, you know, I've done this in the past before you open your closet and it's just things are just like stuffed in there Mm. and you try to move like the hangers with the clothes and you can't even move it because you just like shove so much stuff in there. And stuff falls out. It's just like so stressful. And then you actually feel like you don't have anything because you can't find it. Yeah. So then you close it and you go to H&M and you buy something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a bad circle to be. Yeah. I've I've been in that circle and it's luckily I'm not so much there anymore yeah um but it's yeah one question i have before we start to wrap up is um do you guys know of any brands or labels or companies in norway that are like radically transparent with where they do the production or the sourcing of their materials for clothing yeah so there's one uh it's not it's maybe one year old but it's called greater than a Greater than A. Yeah, so it's casual wear, yeah. uh, and they had a, only a men's line, but now they're launching a women's line. Mm. And they're, I've never met anybody who were like this uh, transparent about the way they produce clothes. Mm. They're absolutely amazing. They're down they're nerd level. Yeah, <laughs> they're like really. And they can tell you the, the support. Yeah. yeah, they can tell you where the thread came from in that t-shirt. Yeah. Because wow. they're dedicated. Yeah. So they really want to make pieces that last a long time, but also that are easy to recycle. Mm. Because we can recycle our clothes, but it's hard when we have a lot of different materials in one yeah. piece. So they, they even make sure that like the thread is made of a, a good material that goes together with the rest of <laughs> the t-shirt. So they're just like really... Yeah, so it can biodegrade all together. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So yes. that's a good, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then there's Envelope. Yeah. Uh, and they also make... It's a high-end fashion brand. Yeah. Uh, so it's a bit more expensive, but they also really want to make uh, pieces that you buy and then you wear it for, like, you have it forever. Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. want you to change it out. They won't take things on sale. Like, they, they just want you to have that piece and... And you can switch it around, wear different, like they have a dress that you can wear, backside, frontside, they make them very versatile. Mm. And the colors are very basic, Mm -hmm. like earth tones, so that, yeah, they won't go out next season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which is good. And then you have, um, for uh, days like this, Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know all about the store, but I know that they're very specific about where they source the wool and it will be written on the piece. Oh, cool. uh, where it comes from. So that's 
I really like that because I've been confused about wool, whether or not to wear it, being not eating animals, do I want to wear them? Yeah. All of that. So knowing that it comes from a good place and that the sheep actually need to be shaped and you can use it for something, that's been like the, yeah, uh, comforting piece of uh, advice. Especially in Norway, <laughs> where we need wool. We yes, need wool. More <laughs> yeah. We do need it. Yeah. We actually learned about, because we were, uh, a lot of people said, well, why don't you use like um, bamboo? Because mm-hmm. that's supposed to be very warm. But apparently the production of bamboo in clothing is very, very bad because you have to mix it with synth- uh, synthetic materials that are from plastic or oil-based. Mm. So in that case, it's much better to wear wool. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Wool is completely natural. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, secondhand stores. I think fall, of- winter, summer, spring are actually pretty good on their sustainability efforts as yeah. well yeah that's a, also a norwegian brand yeah but, and then cool. we have other brands that are not norwegian but that you can buy in yeah. norway too but yeah. it's not a big uh, big market yet no but it's we'll say but yeah but it's getting there i think <laughs> it's gonna yeah. come and yeah well i i just i love this conversation so much and it's certainly from a yoga perspective, um, right in line with what we believe, what I teach. And um, yeah, it's just been so fun to talk with you ladies yeah. and hear what you're up to. And I can't wait to see when your book comes out. Thank you so much. Yes. It's been an honor to yes. guess. Yeah. <laughs> so Radical Broccoli, your um, blog is, is it .com or .no? .com. .com. Okay. We'll and in English. In Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank and, you. Uh, good luck with you your too. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Jessica. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.